The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. It's Brain Speakers and Business celebrating innovation live from Nate's Productivity and Innovation Center again. Uh, this building uh, opening back in September, the Prime Minister was here to open it at that time. It's about 190,000 square feet. Uh, the, the Productivity and Innovation Center, one of North America's largest innovation spaces and focused, as we mentioned, on helping Alberta organizations become more competitive. Um, and it is on the north side of the main campus, uh, Nate, uh, here and it was it was fascinating it didn't even know honest to goodness did not even know it was here but it's a place to share this information and as we talk about innovation today as a part of avenue uh, magazine's innovation event that's going on later today we're going to shine a spotlight on some of the great work that's being done uh on this front in the city of edmonton now yesterday on the show edmonton uh, police chief dale mcphee joined us for the first time since he started on the job on february 1st he talked about using artificial intelligence and data to help with policing. This summer, um, the Edmonton Police Service is going to turn on its newest tool for combating crime. It is the Operations and Intelligence Command Center. It is a high-tech, multi-million dollar control center uh, located in the Southwest. Acting Superintendent Warren Dreichel is with the Innovation and Technology Bureau with the EPS. He joins us now. Uh, Warren, thanks for taking the time. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Now, tell us about uh, this command center. How is this going to work? Um, so I think we first envisioned this, uh, the command center supporting our frontline operations. So we recognize we're kind of getting into a realm where there's so much information, so much data to process all the time. Um, we kind of took a look at our own intelligence processes. How are we supporting the frontline with intelligence in real time? And we found that our model was kind of a Monday to Friday daytime service. So what we first envisioned, this was a couple years ago, was standing up a command center that could operate 24-7. Um, it would sit uh, kind of with our patrol in terms of operations. So as our members were responding to calls that we would now support what they're doing. So digging into different databases, uh, our own databases, external databases to provide them the best information that they could have uh, while they're responding to the call. Uh, I'll try to kind of contextualize that a little bit. So the first instance might be we're going to a weapons complaint in okay. an address. So what do we know about the address? What do we know about the people that are related to there? What other calls have gone on there? Um, and try to provide that to our members responding, even getting that information even before they arrive. So giving them kind of that informed or more information that they can, you know, be better decision makers when they get there. Where are you gleaning that information from, though? I think that's part of the fascinating part of all of this. Yeah, so there'd be several different sources. So we'd have our own internal sources, mm-hmm. so our own records management systems. Uh, we'd be looking at other kind of open source data systems that are out there. So the internet, uh, imagine the information contained on Facebook. So again, responding to a call like that, knowing that maybe there's pets in the house or, mm. or kids in the house. So it may change how we respond. Um, We also have a lot of kind of sharing agreements with different kinds of agencies, uh, federal, provincial, maybe private, so we can have access to their information as well. So it's putting all that information together and providing it to our first responders right when they're showing up at the scene. And that changes things dramatically, doesn't it? I mean, you think, um, you know, you've been in the in the policing business for, for quite a while. I've been in the uh, the journalism business for 30 years now, and the days of just, you know, uh, getting a phone call or getting a couple of eyewitnesses, 
that's, I mean, that's still part of it, yep. but it's changing dramatically. It is. And I mean, the two aspects we looked at when we did that is first, we would try to get as much information we could, but it would be often we've already shown up mm-hmm. and it would be somebody on scene. So we're taking away one of our operational people to kind of pull all that information. So now we're kind of separate and we can allow our people on the ground to do their jobs. Um, and the second part was they only have very limited access. So they may have access to our own records where now this command center is going to have a view into different data sets to kind of expand the picture. And uh, one of the things we recognize is that when we look at our own records management system all the time, we're getting a very consistent picture. It's an enforcement police picture. So how do we now provide a different perspective? Mm. Bringing in other forms of data gives us maybe, is this now maybe not so much an enforcement kind of situation. Maybe it's more of a mental health situation. Acting Superintendent uh, Warren Dreichel joining us this afternoon talking about um, the Edmonton Police Services Operations and Intelligence Command Centre that's uh, going to open its doors for business here uh, is shortly. Um, I'm guessing that... Um People listening, I probably only have to check my text line and they're going to be going on about, uh, okay, what about my privacy? What about privacy? And that is a biggie right here. What what have you put in place to to deal with that? What have you done prior to this? And, And moving forward, how do you deal with individuals' privacy when it comes to what's out there and what you're using. For sure. And I think right away when we started this project, uh, privacy was one of our very first concerns. Um, we recognize, obviously, the, the you know the public concern and the expectations around their privacy. So there's several different technology aspects of this project, and with each one of them, we've outlined kind of a privacy roadmap. So we've engaged the Privacy Commissioner early on in some of them, uh, recognizing that uh, we would have to do those privacy impacts ahead of time. We also kind of looked around the environment at other operation centers and what were their experiences when they stood up in terms of privacy. So if we're accessing data, how can we use it? How can we anonymize it? What do we do with it? And uh, so that was right at the forefront of this project. We knew that that was going to be a big concern. It's obviously important to us. Uh, we recognize that it's very easy to set a bad precedent in mm-hmm. that. If we do something wrong, first off, we're going to pay the repercussions, but then anybody else in law enforcement across, say, Canada, North America will also, you know, suffer the same fate. Where are other centers like this set up already? Uh, you'll see them in a lot of major centers. So across Canada, I know that uh, the BC Lower Mainland has set up an operation center. Calgary's had one for almost a decade. Wow. Yeah, uh, Ottawa stood one up. Um, so Niagara. So they're they're around. So have we been behind the eight ball on this one? Have we been slow to the game on this? Um, I think it was, it's been a concept within our service for over mm-hmm. a decade. Wow. Yeah. So uh, I'm just thinking, you know, I'm thinking about my Facebook page and I'm thinking yep. about my Twitter page. Um, if it's logged down and my security se- settings are, are nice and high, let's say on my Facebook page, are you able to get information from it? Are we able to or should we? <laughs> you so, tell me. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, uh, in a kind of a real-time tactical sense, we, prob- we wouldn't be able to access it. Now, if we had other kind of court orders, if we were looking okay. for something else, judicial authorizations to do so, that would be a different picture. So. With some of those, let's say, um, you know, a call comes in and it's a, it's a breaking it's a breaking type thing, you know, maybe it's a, it's a gun call, whatever it is. How do, you, how do you make sure that the information that you're getting isn't skewed in any way, that it isn't, you know, focused solely on, you know, something over here that you're getting? Or, or is that a part of it all and you have to sift through it all? For sure. And I think I touched on only one part of the goal of this operation center is that very tactical response uh-huh, to the event. Uh-huh. We want to kind of maybe create as importantly, if not more importantly, kind of a situational awareness of what, what's going on around the city. So looking at all these sources of data coming in, it's not just about that specific call. Maybe it's about which neighborhoods are right now maybe more prone to victimization okay. or 
crime at that okay. time. So what are we doing with our resources around it? So it's kind of got a more strategic view as well to take that data in and kind of take that holistic approach and how do we now respond better at a general sense. So what do you do with that data after you're done with it? What, what, do you just, does it just sit there milling about somewhere or do you... Well, I think it, it all comes down to with the agreement. So if it's our own internal data, mm-hmm. we can keep it. If it's uh, if we're obtaining data under kind of a partnership or an agreement, the frame or the terms of reference around that agreement would kind of dictate how long can we retain it, what can we use it for, mm. do we use it as directly as it is, or do we anonymize it first? And we've kind of addressed that with a lot of these different kind of data sharing agreements. Have you had to have uh, your members buy into this, the the thought of this? Um, you know what? Overwhelmingly, everybody I've talked to says it's going to be a great idea because we're so busy. Yeah, It's very busy out there. I know the call volume, what they're dealing with. And if we can provide a little bit better perspective about what calls we should be paying attention to more, uh, if we can prioritize those for them, if we can assist them by providing better information that they can provide mm-hmm. or they can do better decision-making about as they show up, uh, they're all behind it. What's next? I mean, this is ju- this is just start. When, can you tell me when it actually starts? Do you have a, a start date yet? Yeah, so we're looking hopefully opening. You know, we had anticipated we were going to be open before the summer. It's probably going to be delayed a little okay. bit. It's just because of just getting the resources in and trained. Um, I think what next is we've actually had to slow down the technology roadmap on this <laughs> because, uh, you know, there's several things we could do in here, but it's about learning how to use it appropriately. Uh, it's about ensuring that uh, the technology we have, our members can actually use mm-hmm. it and accept it. And that, you know, everything else that downstream from these technologies is important, like about court disclosure. How do we disclose it? How can we save it? How long do we, you know, retain that information exactly like you brought up? So all those kind of things are in play with this technology roadmap, but we have mapped out kind of a three and five year plan where we want to get to what other technologies we want to bring in and uh, it's pretty exciting because uh, from what I've seen from across Canada we're going to be doing some things that others aren't doing. Mm, It's fascinating. How will you measure success? Well I think the first thing if we can assist our members with one call on the first day that's Mm. a success right and if we can provide them that insight to the calls uh, that they're going to and uh, it's really tough because we'll never know did we save someone's life did we prevent something really bad from happening but what we could look at down the road is are we having an effect or effect on the amount of time that we can respond to a call and by the time we can close it can we look at are we actually having an impact in reducing certain level certain levels of certain types of crimes so those kind of performance measures I think will be important to us. Well it's going to be exciting times the Edmonton Police Service for sure. Acting Superintendent Warren Dreichel joining me uh, this afternoon. Uh, Warren, thank you for this. Invest- I'm really looking forward to seeing how this plays out uh, in the coming. Things are changing and things are changing fast and it's been it's been amazing to watch and I know I think you're feeling the same way yep. right about now. Absolutely. And <laughs> I think we're excited too because it gives us a different perspective of policing and how we're doing it. So. Yeah, absolutely. Alright, the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News continues live from Nate's Productivity and Innovation Centre after this.